The podcast you're about to hear will inspire, innovate, give you insight, and take you on the wings of leadership. This is why we call it the I3L. Inspiration, innovation, insight, and leadership. Get ready to embark on the journey to greatness with Kayode Okuta. Hi, welcome to the I3L podcast. My name remains Kayode Oguta. It's always a pleasure to come into your space every week. I hope you've been finding us very interesting. Um, I get good letters, good feedback from people who think that this is one of the most educative platforms that they get. People have challenged us to write books about what we've been talking about. And yeah, I know we would get there. But as long as you keep enjoying it, just keep talking to your friends, keep exchanging, keep giving the platform free. And uh, just let's widen the horizon that people could learn from it. And you know what? The best things in life are really, really free. And this is free. It's like oxygen. It's free. When you lose having oxygen, you know what? You stop living. So when you stop having the i3 podcast, you stop being an exceptional leader. Because our goal is to make sure that every single person who listens to us becomes an exceptional leader. Now, last week we spoke about leading with love. You know, and we spoke about the things that, I mean, if you do not love, you cannot become a real, real leader. You must love the people. You must pay the price. You must be in their shoes to be able to understand what it is to do well in leadership. Today, we're just continuing our discussion and we're terming today's discussion beyond the scars, beyond the scars. A lot of times, scars have been the defining period of leadership. In fact, I tell my friends, I said, show me a leader without a scar, I will show you a leader that will fail soon. Because scars are like our stars. They are like the stars which we come and say, okay, yes, you know what? I've gone through it all. I've gone through thick and thin. And here it is. I have become a better person. So if you do not have scars, you are almost telling me effectively that you might not be an exceptional leader. Now, why have I said so? Beyond what you have been told in leadership, scars goes with the territory. People you would expect to buy your dreams will not buy them. They will disappoint you. People that you thought would always be there will fail to keep to your mission. Maybe you started an entrepreneurial venture. People that you thought would be the first people to buy will probably go to your, to your competitor to buy and you'll be wondering, oh, if I was here, you probably would have shown you a different kind of support. And leaders have to go through all such kinds of pain. At the end of the day, the question is, what do exceptional leaders do with scars? So I'm saying today, and I'm saying to you, beyond the pains you've gone through, beyond the scars you have felt, beyond the challenges, it's time to move beyond the scars and become an exceptional leader. One of the things that really brought about this topic, in my opinion, was the recent impeachment saga in the United States of America when Donald J. Trump was impeached by the House and next was set free by the Senate. Now, after the whole incident, the question is, how would an exceptional leader rule the country from that kind of perspective? Number one, yeah, he would have felt that some people betrayed him. He would have felt that some systems failed him. He would have felt different things. So how would an exceptional leader run after maybe you've been betrayed, after you've been disappointed, after people that you trusted failed you or did some one or two things that probably harmed you or probably even did the ultimate thing by, by negotiating or by collaborating with people you would term your enemies as it were. 
So how would you run this kind of things? Those are the kind of things that exceptional leaders have to face. And like I said earlier on, scars comes with the territory. In the Odyssey, there's a scene that takes place towards the end of the story. Odysseus returns home. And after many years of wandering, he is in disguise as an old man. At first, nobody recognizes him, not even his wife and child. One night before bed, Odysseus' age nurse births him. At first, she thinks he's just a stranger, but while batting him, she recognizes a scar on his leg. She remembers the scar from infancy. Until she saw the scar, she did not recognize him. Now, scars is what I, in my opinion, makes us be recognizable as leaders. That's what I think. In business schools, why they will teach you people management, they will teach you strategy, they will teach you, even they will teach you emotional intelligence. But one thing they cannot teach you is how to recover from scars. People that you trust will fail you. People that you give positions to will abuse it. People that you thought would rise up to situations will disappoint you. Loneliness will set in and almost inevitably, the trust that you build in people would almost disappear. And in many cases, there will be a gap between the things you are telling people to do and what they do. And if you're not careful, instead of leading from beyond the scars, you probably put distrust in that gap and you will begin to distrust people. Now, anybody comes to you because of you've been stabbed so many times, you always think that everybody has come to stab you. And now, that might not be good for the future of the organization. It might also be good for the kind of greatness you really want to build in your organization or even the kind of leadership you really want to provide in your organization. So most people in leadership positions have been betrayed. They almost can't trust people, whereas great teams are built on trust. So if trust is the foundation of building great teams, how would great leaders now build great teams when most times they've been betrayed? Now, I know of a leader that in many situations, many scenarios, people that he has trusted, had gone to positions where he thought that they would just put their heart into it and they just went there and they just went for self-aggrandizement. They just went there for themselves. They just did all things for themselves. He just kept bleeding his heart. Now, when you come in across such people, how do you tell them that you keep building teams? Because one of the things that great teams run on is that they must run on trust. There must be trust in the organization. Otherwise, if there's no trust, then there will be no great teams being built. So that's why Beyond the Scars become something that I think that all exceptional leaders must listen to. They must know, they must understand, they must appreciate that leaders must reign or must rule, must lead beyond the scars. Now, I once saw someone say something that if you stop to pick all the stones being thrown to you, you will never get to your destination. Exceptional leaders know that the scars were meant to stop them but they chose not to be stopped. There are too many people who have never healed from their wounds. And it's important to understand that if you do not heal from your wound, you will become a toxic person and you will become an emotionally unstable person. So beyond this cause, talks about the fact that, look, you must take away toxicity from your system and ultimately you must become emotionally stable to become a great leader. There have been many cases where leaders have been betrayed. Leaders have been denied, you understand? I mean, the Judeo-Christian ethic, it talks about Jesus Christ being betrayed. And the first person he went to meet after his resurrection was he went to meet Peter, the one who actually betrayed him. So the question is, how do exceptional leaders run, especially when you have been betrayed? Especially when people whom you have trusted have denied you and things that you have planned just 
really did not go as planned. Now, that is why I say to you that beyond the scars is one of those principal learning things that you must understand. And once you understand it, you would always be calm and exceptional leader now from moses in the judeo christian text of Winston churchill leaders have always been betrayed leaders have always been betrayed i remember that Winston churchill that said to be britain's greatest prime minister and was the wartime prime minister was also betrayed so how do you lead people when they have when people when majority of the people have actually betrayed you how do you lead people when majority of the people have actually rejected you or you came out to vote or you came out to to campaign you know and they rejected you i remember in the Nigerian scenario, Gandhi was was one person who had always lived his life for the masses and he always thought that every time, that whenever he was speaking and the masses were always there for him and when he becomes the presidential candidate and the masses will come and vote for him and all of a sudden he just realized that, hey, the masses never tried to touch him with a long pole and he really wondered they felt betrayed. In my opinion, that's how exceptional leaders understand that the people that you have given your life to, the people that you have given your dreams to, your aspirations to, the people that you have given many things to are the ones who will come unto you and say, oh, no, you know what? You're doing that for you. You're not doing that for us. Huh? I mean, it's all about you. It's not about us. And that would be a very painful scenario to be. That's what I think, except for leaders will have to understand, that the people may abandon you. They may, they may think that you're not a messiah. They may think that they could sell you. But you know what? You should not run and you should not be stopped by the heart. You must go beyond the scars. So today, I just want to very briefly... Speak about certain things that I think should help you to lead beyond the scars. Number one, all exceptional leaders know that pain comes from the territory. So you must know that pain comes from the territory. People will betray you. People will disappoint you. People will deny you. People will even try to disgrace you. People would cooperate with your enemies. People will cooperate with adversaries. People will cooperate with your competitors. And you must know that it comes from the territory. And you are there because of the fact that you are emotionally stable enough to be able to withstand such. And that's why you will become an exceptional leader. People would believe in you, and some people will not. That sometimes, you know, when you become an, a leader, some people will come and show their hands, look, I believe in you. And some people will be taught, maybe they may even be family, would still not believe in you. It's not a big deal. It just comes with the territory. It has happened before you, it would happen after you, it would always happen as long as human beings are in existence. So, like I said, it's full-handed to believe everyone will like you, everyone will believe in you, no, not everybody will believe you. So, you're taking a stand against an issue will inevitably raise people against you. So, do not worry when people are raised against you. All I just want you to do, you know what? Just do what you ought to do and that will be fine. Now, Ed Catmon, who wrote the book Creativity and is President of Pisa, that's number two I'm talking to you now, says that naming and managing our emotions is essential to exceptional leadership. You must recognize, you must name, and you must manage your emotions. So how do I recognize my emotions? I've been hurt. No, it's not that I've been, I've been betrayed. Yes, you have been betrayed. Name it. It's betrayal. It's called betrayal, but it doesn't matter. But you could reign and you could lead beyond betrayal. You could lead beyond people stopping you. You could lead beyond people saying one or two things against you. Okay, so number three things. Uh, remember the scars will always make you a better person. I remember a long story one time someone said to me, he said, whatever doesn't kill you will make you a better person. So if you are not dead from any incident that took place, you will give a better perspective of an issue. It removes the fog that you might have. It might even be a lifesaver because of the fact that once you have the scars, he will tell you that some things are not always like the look. And hence, you could always make sure that 
you are careful. I mean, there's this car having my knee. He tells me the fact that whenever I play on tar, I could get hot. So whenever I see tar roads or anything, I know I'm careful because his car reminds me that you know what I could be hot. So when when you have scars, it could just be a lifesaver. I could just tell you that you know what people would always be people, and people would always betray. But because people are betraying you, does not mean that you will stop, or you will be stopped in your objective of reaching your goal. Now, the fourth thing I want to say to you also is that scars prove that you're human and you're not your spirit. It's important to understand because when you become a leader, everybody looks up to you. So scars will make you know that you are still a human being. And especially when you're the most powerful person in the room and you say a word and nobody would be able to say anything about it. You say something and everybody, once you take a position, everybody knows that the right thing to do or the next thing to do is to fall in line or it will be a career-limiting move for them. So what you should know is that scars will prove to you that you're still a human being, you're still on planet Earth, you're not in, yet in terrestrial space. and you're still, So when you're in leadership, scars will now become what I believe would anchor you. So it anchors you back to Earth that you're still flesh and blood. There are no signs of weaknesses, but they are of survival and endurance. So, like I said, when you are not killed by something, it makes you a better person, it makes you have more perspective, a better perspective to issues, and you become much, much better. Now, the final thing I want to say is that life experiences may scar us, but we would always be judged, not by our scars, but by our responses. Life experiences may scar us, but we would always be judged, not by our scars, but by our responses. Are we a better person or a bitter person? Are we better or bitter? Just remember that if you are better, you are working towards greatness. And if you are bitter, you are on your way towards irrelevance. So either you are going to be better or you are going to be bitter. So if you are better, you are on your way towards greatness. If you are going to be bitter, you are on your way towards irrelevance. So your scars mean that you did not give up. Now, and like I always tell people that bitterness or anything that is poison always destroy its container. So when you are better, you have stayed in the game. And at the end of the day, you know, so that you become somewhat much, much better. I will not end this uh, discussion without telling you about the story about a, uh, a seminar I went to one time ago about Immaculate um, Ibila Giza, one of the Rwanda survivors. But she spoke about what she went through to do things in Rwanda, how she survived, how she became a better person. And what came out is the fact that she went to reconcile with the people that killed her parents. And I think that every leader she read her book, you understand? Because instead of becoming bitter, we should ask ourselves, how can we become better? Now, scars may try to make us bitter, but we would always be judged, not by our bitterness, not by the scars, but we're going to be judged by our responses. And our responses will determine whether we, we shift or we, we, our trajectories towards greatness or towards irrelevance. And the choice is absolutely ours. So what happens to you, it's common to all men, but your response will determine if you're in the path towards greatness or you're in the path towards irrelevance. So today, I just challenge you in your leadership journey to keep making sure that you build better enduring things and walk beyond the scars. Go beyond the scars. Do not let the scars stop you. Yes, the scars prove that you're human, but it also proves the fact that you're your journey towards exceptional greatness. And that's why everybody who listens to us in this podcast will become an exceptional leader. That's the dream. That's our dream. That you become exceptional, you become a better person. Every member of your team will know that you're a better person because of the fact that you're an exceptional leader and you become better than experiences, not bitter than scars. God bless you. See you next week. It's a great time to be with you again.